Today, I want to talk about promises, but first, I want to tell you guys a little bit about where I got sort of the original idea for this message. Um, I go to a school, it's kind of unique, it's on Ball State campus, it's a two-year high school, and we have like an extended graduation curriculum that we have to do. So we have to go to all these random presentations and seminars at Ball State, which is really cool. It's a really great opportunity to hear people from all around the world come and speak. And this one man came named Alex Sheen, and he started a nonprofit organization based on promises. And I didn't pray before I went, you know, I just have to do it to graduate. So I was like, I'll just go to this talk, blah, blah, blah. Little did I know. <laughs> um, I, Shelly had asked me to do the message, so I was already thinking of something to do. And then um, I was there, and he was talking about what he does. And he has these little cards. It was inspired by when his dad passed away from cancer. And you write something you say you're going to do. And then at the bottom it says, because I said I would. And you give it to the person, and it's just kind of like making that vow like in writing permanent. And I thought that was really cool. And just all of the examples he gave of what he's done with it, and it was just, it was good. And when I was sitting there, God was talking to me the whole time. He's like, I'm behind this. I am the force of this. And I was like, that is so cool. <laughs> and so I was like, I need to talk to this guy. And so there was a meet and greet after. So I went and I talked to him. And I was like, do you have any faith behind what you're doing? And he said, no, I'm agnostic. I was like, dang. <laughs> so I made my own little card that I'm going to pray for Alex every day and his salvation because I definitely know Jesus is behind that. And so I just, I've been praying for him. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, so seeing the impact that the promises from person to person made, made me want to know more about God's promises to us and the promises that we can give to him. Um, yeah. So I have experienced, and most of us have, I'm sure, um, living without the promise of God, not being saved, not knowing Jesus. And it's pretty sad. <laughs> um, I Last year was a rough year for me. I was relying a lot on other people's opinions on what to what to bleh, um, for what I think should think of myself, and I was living a life to please others, um, and I made some choices that I would not make. <laughs> I was not myself, and I was really lost. And finally, it got to the point where I needed some help, and so my parents um, were great, um, were very helpful with me. And they hooked me up with Eric Haler, who is our neighbor. And I started meeting with him and Michelle, and they're great people. And I have to say, last year, I was pretty agnostic myself. I wasn't sure if God was real, what this whole Jesus thing was. I had no idea. I wasn't really, um, I wasn't sure at all. And so I started meeting with Eric and Michelle, and they really coaxed me into the whole thing, you know, kind of. Little by little, they started opening me up, and it was really amazing. Um, I read these kind of biblical foundation, the little thin books. There's like a 12-book series, and it was just amazing. And so I came to know Jesus, and it was amazing. Amen. Yes. So that just happened in January, so I'm still kind of new to the whole thing, but I love it. <laughs> um, 
so I noticed immediate change just in my outlook on life, um, how I approached my day-to-day, -day, what other people's opinions, what the effect ha was on me. It wasn't, it wasn't held down as much. I felt a lot freer, and it was, yeah. Um, so now that I have come to realize how God is the ultimate promise, um, and that I am God's promise, yep. Yep. because we are what God is fulfilling, we are what God fulfilled through Jesus. Yes. That's right. We are the ones being redeemed. Yes. And so following along with that season, I wanted to talk about the, one of God's best promises, which is the coming of Jesus yes. and Jesus' yeah. birth. Yes. Um, so let's talk about the story of Jesus. Um, so Mary was only a young teenager when she had Jesus, younger than me, which is crazy to think about. If an angel came to me and told me I was going to have the son of the most high God, I would probably freak out. <laughs> um, um, yep. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, telling me that I'm going to go through that, I would just, ah, which she did a little bit, but she trusted and she had faith. And she went to see Elizabeth and Elizabeth told her, which is one of her relatives, blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill the promises to her. So the Lord is going to fulfill this promise. It's not something she just is told and she's like, oh, whatever. You know, no, it's, that's a big deal. Um, so, and in Luke 137, Gabriel the angel said to her, for no word of God from God will ever fail. So that gives her reassurance. Yep. And that's kind of the same concept as his cards. Like, you give this written word to someone, even though this word wasn't written, um, and it's just, you trust that, that that's going to, they're going to fulfill that and go through with that. And so she did. And then she had to tell Joseph. <laughs> and Joseph had doubts, and he was planning to divorce because they were engaged and you had to go through a divorce and engagement in that time, it was a little different. But the angel also came to him with reassurance and the promise of God that this is real and this is going to happen. And Joseph said, okay, and he did it with faith. Um, but another thing um, with these cards, it kind of builds your credibility. Like if you follow through on the promise that you give someone and you do it, they're like, okay, they can do what they say they're going to do. And there are several examples, way too many for me to all write down, of God fulfilling his promises and being reliable. And we see prophecies that are fulfilled um, about Jesus' birth in the Old Testament from Isaiah 7.14. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and we'll call him Emmanuel. And Emmanuel means God is with us. And Matthew 1.23 also, 700 years later, shows that God brought that to pass. Yeah. And I just think that, that's so beautiful. That's <laughs> so cool. Yeah. That is so cool. Um, and he was also a descendant of David, like God had promised. God promised David's descendants, would, or David's one descendant would be the king of all earth. And so... Mary and Joseph um, went to Bethlehem for the census that um, 
was being held, and but there were no rooms, and they walked from place to place, and it was time for Mary to have the baby. So they had to, you know, settle for a manger, and she wrapped Jesus in cloths, and that really shows the whole humility of their situation and just the humility of Jesus' life. And it was a great um, setting, just of his humble entrance to the world into the world. Um, Another example of God staying faithful to them and going through with his promises is when he told them to go to Egypt because of Herod, because Herod had ordered that um, that the f- that sons under two years old, they all need to be um, killed in the area. And so God took them to Egypt, um, but he also told them to go back to Israel once Herod was dead. He stayed faithful to Mary and Joseph. And in Hosea 11.1, 1, it says, Out of Egypt I called my son, which was also written 700 years before Jesus was even born. And it was kind of like a history statement saying that he called his people out of Egypt when he took Moses out of Egypt. But it's also a foretelling. So it's kind of showing that it all wraps back around. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, one thing I found in my research, I have kind of like a study Bible that was given to me by Eric. Great man. Um, <laughs> and one of the questions was, is celebrating Christmas a pagan holiday? Because we really don't know when exactly Jesus was born and when this all happened. Um, it showed the history that um, Constantine, the Roman emperor that converted to Christianity, actually started Christmas. Um, December 25th used to be like the celebration of some sun god. So he switched it to celebrating Christ. Um, But the first Christmas did not celebrate a date, but an event. The appearance of Israel's promised Messiah and Lord of the nations. (laughs) Because I was, you know, it was about promises, but I just read that. And then it's about the appearance of a promise. So that was just, touched my heart. Um. Yeah, so the first Christmas was originally not pagan because it was celebrating the word made flesh. Yes. Yes. Um, So overall, the solution to being the promise and living with the promise is to simply follow Jesus. That's what what I gained to that. Um, That was my final rep, like my sentence, conclusion, um, summary. Um... So the history of keeping promises led, led to a greater confidence that future promises will be fulfilled. And God has kept all of his promises in the word. And so we can rest assured that his predictions of the future will be true. Um, and I was listening to worship music while I was writing this all out. And it says, you are who you are no matter where I am. It's talking about God. God is who he is no matter where we are, and his promises will stand true, no matter where we are in our lives. And so, I was like, (laughs) That's from Casting Crowns, by the way. Cite my sources. Um, um, So I, we recently had a death in my family of my great grandma, and she was a strong believer, and so we were going through her apartment, and we found all these old Bibles she had, and all these, Christian books she had, and I was like, oh, that's cool, that's cool. So I grabbed a lot of stuff, and um, 
One of the books is a book of Bible lists. And so it has an entire chapter just on promises from God. So that was so cool. I'm not going to read them all to you because there's a lot. But there are 158 promises in the word for spiritual blessings, prosperity, and positive outcomes for the future. 158. And God has kept all of his promises he's written in the Old Testament. So we, can <laughs> we have 158 more to go. So that's pretty good. Um, 2 Peter 3.9 says, The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Yes. So we just have to be patient. Because <laughs> um, he is patient with us, and so we just need to reflect that patience. Um, another one, Hebrews 10.36. You need to preserve... Persevere, sorry, <laughs> persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. So that is your encouragement for the day. 158 promises to persevere. Um, the verse that is on, I think the bulletin of the agenda, um, Luke 2.11. Oh, sorry, I'm going to find it. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Born to you. To you, each and every one of us. He was born for us. Because God promised that he would redeem us. And we are his promise. And he is born to you. So remember that during Christmas. He was born to you. Um, yeah. So knowing that you are the promise can allow you to put mistakes in the past and can um, prevent mistakes from keeping a closeness with God. Amen. Okay, that is all I have. Thank you, guys. <laughs>